0: Over the past few weeks, friends, we have been studying together the Sermon on the Mount, which of course is found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. It is quite simply the greatest sermon that has ever been preached, containing deeply challenging, but also transformative teaching about how you and I can best live our lives. Actually, this sermon is a great benchmark for us to work out how good we're doing as disciples. And what we're going to think about today is how following Jesus should look like something. Following Jesus should look like something, and how your life and my life should make a difference. In fact, hopefully we'll see today that people should be amazed by the lives we live in our society, which is a very relevant message for the context in which we find ourselves. So if you have a a Bible with you or a device, please, if you could look up Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 13 through to 16. Very familiar words. Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 13 to 16. This is the inspired and the authoritative word of God. You are the salt of the earth, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Amen. And we know God will add his blessing to that reading from his word. As I prayed about this morning's talk, I really felt led to focus in on the first part of that scripture, which is, you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now, when... You're preaching a sermon and preparing for a sermon. Context is always really important. Everything in this precious book had an original meaning. And it's up to us to do our best to try and understand what that original meaning was so that we can better appreciate and understand what God is trying to say to us now through it. And and because of the intentional way his pastor has been letting us see over the past few weeks that, that Matthew actually recorded and structured and put this sermon together, his positioning of the words we just read is really important. And they immediately follow the Beatitudes, which we've been thinking about, qualities and principles of character that make kingdom people distinctive. Wow. Following Jesus should look like something. And the Beatitudes should mark your life and my life as being distinctive. We should never want to just idle through life or indeed to be just like everybody else in the world. Our lives should be different as we live out our kingdom values and seek to influence the society in which we live in for God. And it has been rightly said in recent days that Whilst there is much uncertainty in, in people's lives due to COVID-19, this is an incredible opportunity and season for us as God's people to show a different way and a, a different attitude, an attitude that fully complies with everything that the government seeks to advise us with, but an attitude that exudes the peace of God, an attitude that exudes peace in the midst of turmoil, An attitude that does not panic or certainly not panic buy. That is not something that as Christians we should be adding to. We should not be adding to that problem by panic buying. But an attitude that trusts in God's Word. An attitude that knows He is in control. And an attitude that spreads His love to our society by how we care and how we look out for others. This season gives us a brilliant opportunity to live out kingdom values in a way that brings hope. So Jesus gives us this picture of what Christian living looks like and that it will affect the world. It will affect the world because you and I are salt and light. And I want to think about what it means to be salt. The word you in that sentence is plural. So Jesus is talking to the collective body of believers, i.e. to all who follow him, you, we are the salt of the earth. It sounds a strange thing to us to be referred to as salt, but in the context it was a bit of a compliment because salt was a, a scarce resource and therefore something very valuable. In fact, Roman soldiers were often part paid with salt. We get our term salary from the Latin term salarium, which was the portion of a soldier's salary that was paid in salt. And if you were a lousy soldier, you'd not be worth your salt. That's where we get our phrase from. So salt was really valuable. And for Jesus to describe us as salt shows the value he places on each and every single one of us. But Jesus was not just paying us compliments here. He was giving a clear and powerful picture as to the impact kingdom living will have. I, I am told that salt has over 14,000 different uses. I just go, wow, salt, we are valuable in God's sight. And there are so many different ways in which he wants to use and to work through us to make an impact on our society, and what a great truth for us to hear in our context today. And I want what I want to do here is to firstly think about how as salt we should preserve our society, and then secondly think about what that looks like. Firstly, we are salt that should preserve our society in the the first century. Of course, there were no fridges, there were no freezers, so salt became enormously important for the preservation of food items. We we'll forget, Jesus was preaching this sermon in the great fishing hub of Galilee, and, and salt was so important for preserving freshness and, and goodness in any catch of fish. The Jewish people prized salt because in their warm and, and clammy uh, climate, uh, food was difficult to keep, especially meat, and meat would have to be dry rubbed with salt in order to cure it, salt that would uh, protect that meat and, 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 and create an environment that was not conducive to bacteria or, or to decay, and that curing of salt, still uh, a process used today, was essential to extend the shelf life of the meat and to protect it from bacteria or decay it was it is still a significant preservative a vital preservative you are the salt of the earth now the verses we we read together presuppose two things first of all they presuppose that the world is decaying hence why it needs salt it presupposes that the world is full of darkness Hence, why it needs light. And we do not need to look around us too far to know and understand that society is decaying and deteriorating around us. It's clear when when Rachel's granny was still alive, we would go up and visit her in felt and, and she was an avid reader of newspapers. She loved to watch the news all the time. And as a result, every time we would see her, she would just say, The whole world's gone mad. The whole world has gone mad, and she was right. And it just seems that in our day and age, there's this huge tidal wave of momentum that is driving our society further and further and further away from the values and ways of life that are outlined in Scripture. So, to be salt means that we are to preserve our society from further decline. We are to maintain life by upholding a standard of what is right from a biblical perspective. Now, that is a challenge. That is a challenge, and it's going to evoke different responses from different people. And I want to outline some of the societal responses that we will get by thinking of two other ways that salt can make an impact, i.e., salt stings, and also salt creates thirst. Salt stings. As soon as you and I try to uphold the values of Scripture, those in society who are bothered and who listen to our voice and hear it will ask things like, How do you know what is right? How do you know what truth is. Who are you to be so intolerant to me and the life choices that I am making? In fact, whether it be Christians living in the public square or living or in an office or in a factory or in a university, whatever environment we find ourselves in, we will find that parts of society will keep responding to us with ever-increasing negativity. Because when salt is applied to the deep wounds that we see all around us in society, it stings. Oh, it hurts. Hence why often we will get a negative response of, Who are you to judge me? Who are you to tell me how I should live? And we saw this, didn't we, in in all of the, the debates leading up to our law change regarding abortion. It seemed that the tolerant voice of choice was intolerant of the voice that wanted to speak up for those in the womb. I saw a video recently of an actress speaking to a public gathering of her delight in getting an abortion when she was young because without it she'd never have achieved the fame and the fortune that she did. And she said this statement with such anger and... and, With such militancy, it was hard to listen without tears in the eyes. So-called tolerance can gnash its teeth. However, we should not be surprised by how people talk to us or or think about us or react to us. Jesus said to us clearly, the world's going to hate you because of me. The world is going to hate you because of me. So let's not kid ourselves to think that everybody, as we try to be salt in society, is going to turn around and say, oh, those lovely Christians. Aren't they just so wonderful? In fact, remember the context of being salt here. Just prior to that, Jesus has said to us already this. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil for you, against you. Falsely for my name, salt stings when it's applied to gaping wounds. But in spite of this, friends, we must be salt. We must be salt. Because whilst salt stings, it also has a a healing property when applied to a wound. And the gospel can preserve our society by bringing healing to hearts. can preserve it from further decline by changing lives. And whilst there's always going to be indifference to the gospel, and sometimes angry indifference, in the midst of that indifference is treasure. The people who will respond to Jesus Christ and will give their lives to him. And as a result of that treasure, that is why we must be salt. That is why we must be salt. It's why we must be prepared to take the backlash that will come from the the sting of salt in society. Because we're convinced today that the gospel works. We're convinced today that it can heal. We're convinced today that it can create thirst in people's lives. What a great thirst. We can create in people for God by upholding his word and being faithful to him and our society and even those who don't want to know our hope that we be faithful to them in our love by living lives of peace and love And on certain days, salt makes us thirsty. And as we seek to preserve society from further decline, yes, some will react to this thing, but there will be others out there, friends. And the salt of our lives will make them thirsty for the things of God. Because they see in us the hope that they long for. I wonder... Are we living lives that make people thirsty for God? I wonder, are we salty in the way that people want to taste and see that our great and good God that we have been worshiping today with all of our hearts is good? Salt can make this positive, preserving impact And that's the influence you and I are to have on our society. And I want to do, what I want to do now is to think about how we can reach the treasure of people's hearts and make people thirsty for God in our lives because, hey, following Jesus should very much look like something. You see, salt adds flavor, doesn't it? Salt adds flavor. With the right amount of salt, without the right amount of salt food, it's just tasteless. It is flat or insipid. How flat and insipid is this world without Jesus Christ? Oh, the hopelessness and the fear that has spread across our world like wildfire. How flat and hopeless is our world without Jesus Christ? So a huge part of the call to, be, to preserve our society is seen in how you and I are going to add flavor to it. And I think we create a thirst in people's hearts when we know how to use salt or how to be salt. I'm told I'm not a great chef by any stretch of the imagination. And Louis and all Yvette and all the guys in our wonderful catering team will could tell you much more about this. But I'm told that the difference between amateur and professional sh- cooking is the seasoning. It's the seasoning. Great seasoning, it's the basis for any great meal. and knowing the right amount of salt to shake in our society is the basis for a great witness too much salt we ruin the meal too little salt we have no effect and just on that point of no impact salt can lose its power Matthew 5 says if salt loses its flavor how can it be seasoned it's good for nothing but to be thrown out trampled underfoot Jesus knew that when when salt came in contact with the ground, it became useless and needed to be thrown out. Now, no one would ever throw out salt onto their field because what the salt would do is it would destroy all fertility and all growth. So the only place you could really throw salt or dispose of it was onto the ground where, where people would just be walking over the top of it and trotting over the top of it on their foot. When salt got mixed with the ground or the earth or with sand, it became imperfect. It just became this gravelly mass that was good for nothing. Adding flavor and value to our society, friends, in a way that creates a thirst for God. has got everything to do with the way you and I live our lives. And like salt, our lives are to be distinctive. Salt has that very distinctive taste, doesn't it? And our lives are to be different to everything we see around us. In society, not we're different, but contagiously different. Everyone is talking about the contagious virus, but your life and my life should be contagiously different in how we draw people to Christ. It's when our lives become worldly and mixed in with the decay and the decline of our society that we lose our potency that we lose our power, that we lose our effectiveness. Actually, like bad salt being thrown onto a field will stop growth. Hey, a bad witness can quench any sign of spiritual thirst in someone's life. And on the contrary, too much salt can put people off God. Being too preachy, being too in your face, being too uh, overpowering, being too judgmental are also great ways to quench someone's thirst. For God, great seasoning is the basis for a great meal. And knowing how to sprinkle the right amount of salt in our society is the basis for a great witness. And also living out that prayer of Jesus where he said that we would be in the world, but not of the world. That's how we reach the treasure of people's hearts. That's how we create a thirst for God, by being in the world, but not of it. There's something distinct about that type of salt, isn't there? Yes, it will repel some, but it will also be contagious for others, and they are who we seek after. There's something distinct, but not distant. Not distant. Salt is only of use when it makes contact with the, the substance that it has to affect. We are to be in the world but not of it. We're not to have this come ye out from among them mentality where we never engage with our society or or where we never engage with lostness or have a positive voice to say. What good is salt if it stays in the psalter or the shaker? We need a different focus that engages with our society, those around us in a way that's distinct and a way that's stands out. Actually, the less we have of the world in our lives, the more use will be in it. The less we have of the world in our lives, the more use you and I will be of use in it. And this is how we reach the treasure of people's hearts. This is how we create thirst and preserve our declining society. You see, as Christians, each and every one of us are marked people. Make no doubts about it, people are paying attention to our lives every day, watching how we act, watching how we react. And I think the decisions that we're taking as a a church on a daily basis in response to the the COVID-19 are the right decisions because the show we're trying to listen to show we're we're caring, we care more for you, for people that would do about programs and will make the right decisions. And and some in society, they're just waiting for the church to make a big mistake and and, and fall and then jump all over the top of that. And how we respond to the challenges that surround us in society are so important because they should create thirst in people's hearts. And I told family members, of mine, you're not Christians, how this church is responding to all of the, the pandemic that there is at the moment, every single one of them say, that is absolutely magnificent. Good on you. Good on you. It was a positive witness. It was a positive sprinkle into their lives of salt. I pray, please, God, makes an effect in their lives. We're marked people. People are watching how we live. When was the last time somebody asked why we're so different? Please ask yourself that. When was the the last time someone asked us for the reason of the hope we have? Maybe our lives are not salty enough. We're going to think about the cross in a minute and how we can come back and ask God to repair our lives or maybe we're not distinct enough we're not standing out enough in a a distinctive way in a contagious way in our society too often i've said it before we can be those chameleon christians we just blend in with the, the rest of the world and it affects our potency and our standoutness being salt that is in the world but not of it it's got everything actually to do with living holy lives salt was connected to holiness in the bible and the Jewish sacrifices, it was used there. No cake or vegetable produce was laid in God's altar, saltless. And it would have affected the the composition of the incense. Salt was associated with holiness and our effectiveness, friends, in the world is directly related to the passion in our hearts that wants to live faithfully to God's Word and in a holy manner. Or in other words, that we want to live like Jesus. And how would Jesus be reacting if he was living in this world right now? I tell you how he'd be reacting. He'd be doing exactly the same thing. He'd be listening to the regulations that are coming out and and being obedient. to that but he would also be a blessing to everyone and everywhere he went society would feel better because he was there as christian salt i reckon we need to be a blessing to the world there should be a zest in our lives that brings hope to the lives all around us as they see us as living examples of grace and the power of God, examples that create thirst in people's hearts. We should add flavor to the world. Actually, do you know what salt does? Salt actually brings the flavor out of the meat. It actually brings the flavor out which is already in the meal. And I think there's something that should be contagious about the way we live, where we're adding flavor to people's lives, but actually where we're trying to pull the best out of the society that is all around us. That's going to inspire a thirst in our society. This is surely the great way to preserve our society where the gospel motivates us to, to encourage the best in the people who are around us, especially in the uncertainty. I'm not talking about us having to go and be the center of attention in every environment we find ourselves in, because not everybody has that particular type of personality but each of us has it within us to be seasoning salt where we can make and help people feel better that inspires the best in them and we need to do that for our society not just in the season that we're in with this pandemic but always why is the church more known for what we're against And what we stand for and the hope and the love that there is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe this. If we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can make people feel better by our presence in that office. By our presence in society and in our homes. Because we are where they are. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We're a different way of life and a different way of thinking. And we're adding flavor. We're bringing the best out. Salt is invaluable to life. And do you know what? See, if we're to take away the church, would society notice? Other than cars parked (laughs) anywhere and everywhere on a Sunday morning, would our community notice if this church wasn't here? Because we should be the beating heart of our society. Salt is invaluable to life. And if you take the church out of society, the society should come to a standstill because we're at the heart of making it feel and be better, tasty, creating thirst, where we celebrate God in the lives we live, where we help people who are hurt, sad or or frightened. We're reaching out to all who are, are listening online as well, people who feel anxious, people who are on the margins or who feel isolated and help them. It's a great opportunity to be salt. It's a great opportunity to be a wonderful witness. I believe people should be amazed by the lives you and I live. And this call to salt, it's a faithful life lived out faithfully. And as I finish, I just want to reach out to those here today who are burdened for a loved one, and there'll be many of you, You're burdened for a loved one who's not saved, and you don't seem to see much of a difference in their lives. You're praying, and you're praying, and you're praying, and you're wondering, why, God, am I not seeing a change in their lives? If we think about salt again, its work is effective, but it can also appear to be not too dramatic. Salt does its work silently and gradually. It is a slow and steady work. Jesus also said, you're the light of the world. (laughs) And of course, light always makes a dramatic, far-reaching and brilliant impact to darkness, doesn't it? But salt reminds us to be faithful. It reminds us to be faithful Christians who never give up on our lost loved ones, our friends who are outside of Jesus. Even when, like watching salt on a meat, there doesn't seem to be an awful lot happening. Make no doubt about it, salt always makes an effect. Salt always makes an effect a difference, but often it can be slow and steady. The Dramatic nature of light, switching on, somebody making a decision to follow Jesus is great, but it's fully dependent on the faithful work of salt over many years in people's lives. I had the privilege of working for Crown Jesus Ministries, and for 18 years we saw a thousands of people across the land put their trust in Jesus Christ. And I'm sure a few of those people walked into meetings just off the street that never met a Christian, and never heard the gospel, and they responded. But I'm utterly convinced of this, that 99% of the people we saw saved, and 99% of the people who come to faith in Jesus Christ, every time they come up here to give their testimony for baptism, they'll speak of somebody who was salt in their lives, somebody who was an influence in their lives, somebody who was faithful. Yes, it was great to be there when the light switched on, and they made a commitment to Jesus Christ. That was it. But thank God for the salt. Thank God for the people who were faithful over so many years. So please, don't ever give up on that person you're burdened for. There's always hope. God has not given up on them. Keep praying. Keep loving. And keep doing life with them. Keep being salt. Because it always makes a difference.